Bible to Acts chapter 3. Got a couple verses of scripture we're going to read here this morning. Amen. Acts chapter 3. Starting in verse 1. Amen. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to go to verse 10. It says, Now Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God and they knew it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which happened unto him amen that's the power of God right there that immediately he was raised up Amen. And so this morning, I'm just going to preach on the title, Jesus. Amen. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we know that you're here already. We felt you from the first song over to the teaching, to the to the more songs, the song service that we had. Lord, we pray that you would just help us here today, Lord, that you would be in the remainder of the service. Lord, let your anointing fall, God. Let your spirit fall in this house here this morning. Lord, Lord, we pray that you would help us here today. Lord, we pray that you would fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Lord, that you would heal somebody here this morning. Lord, that you would make it evident, God, that you've been in this house here this morning. Lord, and we give you all the praise and all the honor for what you're going to do, Jesus. And in your name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's shout out the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you're going to preach with me this morning, you may be seated here today. So in Acts chapter 3 and 4, you would see a very high priority on the name of Jesus. Amen. You would see in Acts chapter 2 where the Holy Ghost would fall. And then in verses or in chapters 3 and 4, there was just a high priority on the name of Jesus. You would see in our text that here's Peter and John. They're going together. They're heading to the temple. They, you would see that they were working in ministry together. Amen. And we know in 2 Corinthians 6 that we all like to, to push that on our on, on people and say you don't need to be unequally yoked in marriage. And that and like we should. But also our friends we should not be unequally yoked with, right? We should have friends that don't bring us away from church, that don't bring us away from prayer, that don't bring us away from fasting, but they draw us closer to the temple of God. They draw us closer to prayer. They draw us closer 
to fasting, amen, friends ought to bring us closer to the temple of God. We ought to surround ourselves with people that say, hey, I want to go to the church. I want to worship with you. I want to worship with God, amen, with you. Amen. Psalms 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And there you would find Peter and John dwelling together in unity. The Bible says it's like the precious ointment upon the head whenever you have two working together in unity. And it wasn't just Peter and John's first time uh, working together. You would find in Luke chapter 5 and verse 10 that they were fishing partners. You would find in Luke 22 and 8 that they would prepare the last supper with Jesus. John 20 and 3 and 4 would say that they would run to the tomb together. And then we would look later on in Acts chapter 8 and verse 14 that they would minister to the Samaritans. It wasn't just a one-time deal where you text your friend and say, Hey, do you want to go to the church and pray? But they have been having ministry together for a long time. Amen. They were they had this connection that, hey, when we get together, we can see God move. Amen. When we get together, we can we can grow closer to God. It wasn't just a sense of competition now, but they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they, they weren't worried about a competition within the disciples of who's going to be the greatest disciple, but they were working together. Amen. They were working together to see where the church could go, to lift up the church of the Most High God. Amen. Isn't that incredible that two people are working together? Amen. And so you would see it was on their way to prayer where they would come in contact with a lame man. Amen. And you can see in the Bible where God is very specific. Amen. There's always little details in the Bible that, that, that would come out. And so the Bible is very detailed. It tells you exactly what's happening. And so uh, at time. How many likes time? How many likes wasting time? How many likes sitting around and waiting? Nobody. Right? Nobody's raising their hand right now. Well, growing up, we would always go to Rock the Universe in, in Universal Studios. And so we were used to getting in long lines and waiting hours at times to go get on a ride. And so uh, in spring planning, we went to Gatlinburg uh, this weekend. And so we were at Dollywood. And I convinced all the guys to go with me. So we go and uh, we spend $100 to get in. And a couple of them left early because they said, we ain't waiting. Amen. We got in these lines and we, we rode these rides and, and it was worth the wait for some of us, but others, it wasn't worth the wait, right? It wasn't worth because sometimes we don't like our time being wasted. We don't like to, to wait for things, especially in the generation uh, that we live now. But you can see in our text that this man, he was lame for a long time. We don't know exactly how long, but we know that, that the Bible says he was lame since birth. And so there was a time factor that would come in here. There was times where he would have people carry him daily to the gate. Amen. That's what the Bible says, that every day they would bring him to the gate. So not only was it his time of people carrying him to the gate, not only was it his parents' time of, of raising this lame uh, son, but it was also his friends that would carry him to the gate. It was times that, that, uh, with, that he would sit at the gate with, with no reassurance that anything was going to happen. Amen. There was no guarantee that sitting outside this gate was going to produce healing. He didn't know that it was going to produce money. Right, but maybe it did. Maybe there was times where people gave him money, but we don't know his, or we do know his condition, but we don't know his name. 
Amen. And isn't that ironic that most people, we forget their name, but we know what condition that they are in. Amen. Time. How long was, was he lame? How long did he lay there? Perhaps he was there when Jesus was walking to the temple following the custom of the Jews that when they would go to the temple, maybe it was the same gate that he was waiting by when Jesus would walk by and there wouldn't be healing. Amen. Sometimes uh, working with the supernatural, not everything is instantaneous. Amen. Sometimes with the supernatural, not every time Jesus comes in, you're going to be healed from that disease or that condition. You can see that this man, perhaps he was laying at the gate when Jesus would come by, but he didn't receive his healing until later. How many people did it affect? How many people around him? Was it just him? Was it his parents? Was it his friends? Or did he feel like he was a burden on other people? And so this lame man would lay at the gate. He would lay there daily. Uh, they were probably more than just him that was asking for alms. There was probably more lame people that would be around asking for alms, asking for healing, asking for anything that anybody would give him. You know, there might have been a lot of sickness that was there. Maybe it was crowded. Maybe it was smelly. Maybe it was loud. Maybe it was a little chaotic going on at the gate. Amen. But this man would sit there because there was an opportunity for him to see Jesus. Now, did he know he was coming to see Jesus? I don't know. I don't know if he knew that Jesus was going to come in at that moment, but he knew that there was something that was going to happen there. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been there daily. Amen. There, there was an opportunity for him to see Jesus, see the power, see the strength, see the might in God. And so this man's laying with the condition, asking for money, asking for something just to help him one more day. Amen. Maybe yesterday he was asking for food, but today he's asking for money. He was just asking him something to get him along the way. He didn't know that God was going to move in and change his, his situation. And so then we see uh, all throughout the Bible that we, we find that the, the mission of the church isn't isn't just to supply people's money. It's not to supply people food. Amen. It's something that we do. Amen. But it's not our mission. Our mission is to reach the lost. Our mission is to create disciples. Our mission is to bring everyone to Jesus. Amen. And that's what Peter and John would do on this day. They would, they would go to the temple together working in unity, working in ministry together, saying, hey, we're going to go change somebody's life today, amen. We're going to go reach Jesus today. And so here you see that the question was asked. He was asking for money. He was asking for alms. And, and then there was a command of attention where, where Peter would say he, he would fasten his eyes upon him and he would say, look on us to the lame man. And then there was a spirit of expectation that would come over the man. In verse uh, verse 5 it says, And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. But he got a different message than what he thought he was getting that morning. Amen. He got a message of deliverance. He got a message of healing. Amen. And so then there was Peter, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. And walk. And there was the miracle that happened. There was, a, there was a message that would go forth and the miracle would happen and Jesus would move in that situation. 
Amen. The city doesn't want our money. They want Jesus. Amen. Dothan isn't asking for alms. Maybe they are, but that's not what they really need. They need Jesus. They need the power of the Holy Ghost to come in their house, to come in their family, and just move everything around. Amen. And that's what our city needs. They need Jesus. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. It's all in him this morning. Amen. It's all in him. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby that we must be saved. And his name is Jesus. Amen. There's nothing, there's no other message but Jesus. There's no other uh, money that you could give them. There's no other thing that you could give but the name of Jesus. Amen. He's here here this morning and his name is Jesus. Amen. Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. John 1 and 1 through 5. Amen. We all know that hopefully. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. The same was the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. You know, whenever our situation is grim, you know, whenever our situation looks at it, the bottom of the barrel, that's when Jesus steps in and it shines in the brightest. Amen. That's when the name of Jesus goes forth. That's when healing happens. That's when salvation happens. Amen. You look down to verse 11 through 14. It says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of of grace. Amen. Full of truth. His name is Jesus. Amen. His name is Jesus. And in the beginning, he was there. Right now, he is here, and he is here forever. His name is Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 4, 5 through 6, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all, who is through all and in you all. Here this morning, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, he's living inside of you. Amen. That's Jesus. Amen. Justin quoted it just a few minutes ago, Colossians 2 and 9. For in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. James 2 and 19. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. And so the other Sunday I was I was leading service and I said, hey, when you speak the name of Jesus, the devils tremble. And we got a little crazy in here, right? Now, if the devils tremble at the mention of the name of Jesus, what ought the church do when we mention the name of Jesus? What ought the church to do whenever we say there's healing in the name of Jesus, that there's power in the name of Jesus? If they show emotion at the name of Jesus, what ought Holy Ghost believers that have been baptized in the name of Jesus do 
When we say the name of Jesus, when we feel the name of Jesus, it ought to make you shout this morning. You ought to shout because you know Jesus. You ought to dance because you have the truth message. You ought to dance because you serve a a passionate God that is strong. He's mighty this morning. Hey, man, we should dance at the name of Jesus. We should shout at the name of Jesus. Amen. We don't serve a weak, passive God. No, no, no. We don't serve a passive God that just lets anything happen whichever way and says, hey, I'll recover it a little bit later on down the road. We serve an intentional. We serve a powerful God. We serve a God with mighty strength. We serve a God that has power in his name here this morning. Amen. And his name is Jesus. Amen. You serve a God this morning that you and your brother, you and your sister can heal the sick. Amen. When you lay hands and mention the name of Jesus. Amen. You and your brother can can go lay your hands on somebody. You and your sister can lay hands on somebody this morning and somebody can be filled with the Holy Ghost by the mention of the name of Jesus. Amen. Situations move because of the name of Jesus, by the power that's in his name here this morning. Amen. And so we ought to dance knowing that we know the name of Jesus. We ought to dance that we know, that we know, that we know the name of Jesus here this morning. Thank God for the name of Jesus. There's no other name but Jesus. Amen. You used to hear a long time ago that when preachers would get up and they would start saying the name of Jesus, Jesus, that they would also say that there's no God like Jesus. Buddha's not God. Allah's not God, and they would go down the list because that's what was going on in that time frame. I I think that everybody can remember Ruby Palace, amen, that's been here for a minute. And you'd walk in and you'd see Buddha there, and you'd always, all all of us little kids would try to take the pennies that were in his belly button, amen. We don't serve a God that's in Ruby Palace. We don't serve a God that's in a temple in China and in, in, in overseas, right? We serve a God that's intentional, that's powerful, that's mighty, amen, that when, when, when the prophet would call down fire, God would come. That Baal was just sitting there, but God would step in. There's no other name but the name of Jesus, amen. And so in the text, we, we would see the miracle In the text, we would see the miracle that whenever it first happened, you would find amazement from everybody all around, right? It would be pretty miraculous to see this person who had been in this same condition from birth to see them in a different condition, right? And so everybody would would, would be in amazement from what was going on. You can read later on down through Acts chapter 3 where... The Bible is everybody gathers around uh, Peter and John as they go into the temple with this lame man. And they all were saying, hey, we got to know about this Jesus. Amen. We got to know what just happened. And uh, what ought we do on Monday when we come in here and have a powerful service and we walk into our, our, our work on Monday and we say, hey, let me tell you about the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. There would probably be some in disbelief that what just happened. But how close is this from salvation, right? You can see that the lame man was outside the temple. He was, a, he was away from God from birth. He was born lame. He was born into, in his condition, just like you and I were born into sin, right? The man was poor, just as, as sinners, just like you and I are bankrupt. 
and we are unable to pay the debt that we owe. Amen. What a powerful analogy. Amen. That that lame man was in the same condition that we were until we were filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. He was outside of the temple and he was separated from God, just like you and I are before we are filled with the Holy Ghost. And so then once the healing happens, he was brought in just as you and I were when we were filled with the Holy Ghost. And now we are made a new creature. Amen. We, we're a new person after we're filled with the Holy Ghost, just like this lame man after the Lord healed him. And so there is power in the name of Jesus here this morning to, to touch any situation, to touch any circumstance. And so I, I turn over to Psalms 33. I really wanted to, to, to preach about the power of the name of Jesus. I was like, I got to go find me a psalm that just shows the, the power. And so the first one I thought of was Psalms 34, right? But I've preached that one before, and I've ended that with a sermon. So I said, i got to find me another one. Amen. Because we know the Bible is full of powerful Scripture. Amen. There's not just one that backs up what we believe. Amen. The whole Bible, it, it, the whole Bible is, is just constant continuation uh, of His Word. Amen. And so Psalms 33 if you look at your Bible and it's got a little subject header, it says, Praise for God's goodness. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with the harp. Sing unto him with, with the psaltery and the instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. Amen. We love that, with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. If you look at the next subject, it talks about God's power. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Amen. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the depth of the storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the Lord stand in awe of him. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. The next one says God's chosen people. That's you and I here this morning. Amen. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his inheritance. The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men from the place of his habitation he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth he fashioneth their hearts alike he considereth all their works there is no king saved by the multitude of a host a mighty man is not delivered by much strength a horse is a vain thing for safety neither shall he deliver any by his great strength behold the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive in famine. And as the musicians come up here this morning, the last subject talks about trust in his holy name. Amen. Our, our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield for our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. There's power in the name of Jesus.
Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. And so uh, I, I want everybody to stand here this morning. And as I end with this story, I want everybody to just experience the name of Jesus this morning. Whether you've got a, a problem, an issue, maybe it's anxiety, fear, depression. Maybe it's your bank account. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's just the Holy Ghost and God can fill you here this morning. Amen. But there would be a church service. Amen. There was a big name preacher and everybody would fill the house. There was no room in that sanctuary for any more people. And so there was these five guys. They were late to church that night. Amen. Has anybody ever been late for church before? Amen. So in this, in this story, they were late for church. And so in Mark chapter 2, the Bible says that, that these five guys would walk up. Right? The preacher, he was a big name preacher. His name was Jesus. Amen. And so these five guys said, I got to go see Jesus. I've got my friend right here. He, he has the palsy. He can't walk in here. And we've got to find a way to see Jesus. Amen. And so what they would do was they would climb up on the roof. And how cumbersome that would be to carry somebody onto the roof. But not only would they get to the roof, they would begin to tear off the roof. And they said, we've got to see Jesus. Why? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. And so you look down in the story and they would begin to make a hole big enough for this man to go down, right? And they would drop him right before Jesus and Jesus would say, hey, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees would look at him and they would say, hey, what is this guy doing? And God was like, hey, I'm about to show you a little bit more. Not only can I heal him or not only can I forgive him for sins, I'm going to heal him. Amen. And so uh, that the the Lord would put his hands out. He would, he would say, in the name of Jesus, amen. And this man would rise up and walk, take thy bed, amen. And this dude was healed in the name of Jesus, amen. And so this morning, I ask you, if you're at the gate, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's, you can stay in your situation all you want to. The ministers can pray over you in the name of Jesus. But when Peter reached out his hand, what did that man do? He reached back up and the Lord healed him when he stood up. And so I ask you here this morning, if you've got a situation, would you just reach out and step out in faith that the Lord can touch you here this morning? Come on, somebody. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. There's strength. Oh, I love Thank you, Jesus. Jesus.